Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Mr. Shaw. Hello. We are back, everyone. Yes, I am so excited for this episode. We got the whole crew with us. The crew is back. Carrie Kirsch is back with us. He was on the last episode. Hey, Carrie. Hi, guys. And all of you know Whitney Dunn from her episode. Ooh. Hello. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. So go back and refer to those episodes, and you'll, you will learn all about their past. And today we have with us for the first time, Clay Godfrey. Mm. Hey, y'all. How we doing? Oh, yeah, baby. Clay's been with us. How long have you been with us now? Since January, February, uh, February. So it's we're right at four months. That's amazing. Yeah, a quarter. We've said a, quarter. a little over a, quarter. a little over a quarter. 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 Yeah, Quarter's three months. He came home basically. Yeah, he did come yeah. home. What I did, did come home. Yeah, we, uh, three left months. Atlanta and came back to the coast. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're happy that you're back. I think Eric Church says Carolina was calling me home, something like that. Ooh, yeah. I like that. It is. Good reference. I, I hear you. So we, we on previous episodes, we've talked about Carrie's history and Whitney's history, but we're going to start with Clay today to talk a little bit about, obviously, where are you from, Clay? So I'm from Pauley's Island, South Carolina, Yep. Uh, just up the road from Charleston. Uh, grew up there by the beach, came down south to the Citadel, and graduated the from there. The military school in yeah, South mili- Carolina. Exactly. Um, so graduated from there, coached CrossFit downtown Charleston for a couple of years. Uh, then me and my girlfriend moved to Atlanta for almost three years where I was the head coach of a gym there and then opened my own gym for a short period of time. Uh, sadly, COVID, uh, had us close our doors in January of 2021. And right as that was ending, an opportunity came out that, uh, Rhapsody needed some extra pair of hands, and I was ready to come back to Charleston. So Carolina called me home, and I got to join with my boys at Rhapsody, Alan and Trinity. That's right. It yeah. was awesome. It was great how it, how everything sort of worked out, which was which I'm I'm super excited and happy that you're here. Yeah, me yeah. too. Awesome. It's been great. Yeah. So y'all, today we're talking about what we call the Rhapsody Way, mm. which is our process for once a new client comes into our system, the process that we take them through the prospect funnel into the free class and all the way through until becoming a member, and then sort of that long-term retention mm-hmm. that, that we tr- we attempt with everyone. So we call it the Rhapsody Way. Why, Alan? What 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 is... What is it about? Well, you know, it's actually funny. Um, so when you and I were coming up with the concept of Rhapsody and what we wanted to achieve with regard to opening up a business and especially a gym in South Carolina, we wanted to turn it on turn it on its head because I don't know if you guys know, but we love Disney and we love everything about Disney and the experience of Disney. We and actually they... have someone with us that likes Disney almost as much as we do. Clay, yeah. Clay loves it. I do love Disney. I actually watched Ride the Last Dragon last night. It was Fantastic. It's, it's really good. So it's really the good. only reason why I hired you, really. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Disney and Star Wars, yeah. and he likes Marvel, so he's like into yeah, it. Yeah, he's into it, and he understands sort of the high the high quality of customer service that is entailed with every single aspect that Disney does. In a future episode with the box building series, we are going to be talking about you know, giving keys to the kingdom when it comes to uh, creating that experience. But when it came to the Rhapsody way, you and I had 
the mindset of walking through the member's journey from the moment they come in contact with Rhapsody all the way through their process of becoming a member, achieving their goals, and being long-term, hopefully, retention, keeping them for a long period of time. And so that's where the process came about. It's really about the feel, right? And, yes. And we wanted it to be a high-touch process so that it felt like that sort of maybe private school approach or really kind of mm-hmm. bespoke approach to fitness. Yeah, and connection, right? Ultimately, I think as coaches, we wanted to connect to every person on, a, on an individual basis. Right. And, and that's what we tried to achieve. And yeah. it's great to have the gang here because all of you deal with the prospect funnel a lot. So the first step that happens is someone comes into our system. They'll find us through the website. They'll find us through our social media. They'll find us through Google. However, they'll go into our system and we get a name and a phone number, and we start to reach out. So Whitney, tell me about what that first outreach is and and what you're trying to do with that potential client. That first piece is really about getting to know the person that came in contact with us and what they're looking for. So whether they're new to CrossFit or they've been doing CrossFit for many, many years and they're looking for a new gym, or if they're looking for a more like hands-on approach with like personal training, like we offer that as well. So getting to know them, learning their experience, learning their background, and then going from there, figuring out the best way that we can provide like the best experience for them. And that's sort of a new, a newer revelation for us because always what we used to do in the prospect funnel is to get someone into a free class. Mm -hmm. And that was our goal there. But then we sort of said, you know, we've got this personal training program, we've got nutrition, we've got sports specific, we have all these different options in addition to our class programming. So it's really about asking someone what they want. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. So once you identify that, let's say it's more class programming, so classic CrossFit, we get them in to a free class. So when they come into the gym the first time, what, what are you guys looking for and what are you trying to give them that experience in that first time? So, I mean, the free class is like the first one, especially it's like a first date. Mm-hmm. You want there to be a second date and definitely a third. So, you know, the ultimate <laughs> thing is you don't, you're trying to break that barrier that everyone comes into the gym with. Like uh, they're on their guard. It's a whole new setting. It's new people. I'm uncomfortable. I want to get you as comfortable with what's happening as I can. So first thing I want them to do, see the facility and then want to make them uh, have an interaction with another member. So that way they can make a friendly uh meet another friendly face, mm-hmm. you know? And then from there, it's just making sure that the whole way through, they feel like they were guided through that whole class, whether it was warm up, whether it was the workout, any questions they have, I want the top notch like member serv- uh, experience for them. So that way they're like, man, this was the, what I was missing in my life. Like I want to fill that gap. Yeah, absolutely. In our last episode, we did the whole episode on class procedures yeah. and it's, that's the experience we're trying to give. And you, you, you really have that, that first impressions go a long way. They're coming into our home mm-hmm. and I want to make people feel comfortable when they step into my living room, when they step into my kitchen, right? I, I want to give them that experience of being able to come into a space. And like you said, whether they're just off the sofa or they've come from a, a CrossFit gym and have been a member there for five to seven years, they're coming into a new experience and we want to, we want to elevate that experience for them. So ultimately it's about making them feel incredibly comfortable before they've even done anything. So within that first 30 seconds, one where I sort of 
play like the 20 questions game with them. But then also like, I just want to get a lot of information from them. So then I can start to, like Clay said, connect them to people in the community that probably have similar stories. Um, Because ultimately, like Clay said, that would be, that ultimately gives us the ability to have an army behind them and not just a person that's coming in and being like, okay, there's 20 other people in here and I have no idea who these people are. Completely. Making them feel at home. Yeah. And and one thing I will always say of this, yes, obviously we're trying to impress, we're trying to show our expertise, but that's half of it. The other half is that we're auditioning them a bit. Yeah. In an upcoming episode of Box Building, it's called The Right Customer. It's about really identifying the people that are right for you and your business. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone that comes into our funnel or comes through our doors are going to be actually right for the gym. Yeah. I will say, though, we kind of identify that. I mean, Carrie, you can spot it in a minute. Yeah. yeah I think you can really spot that right off the bat. Um, and then also just going off what we've kind of been dancing around, just having like a personalized... Uh, class for each person. Um, I think that's really important when you first get someone in the door. Um, maybe they're like used to just like going to any gym and being like, Oh, I have this injury or that injury or whatever. And, um, I'm kind of going to go through the motions and personalize it myself, but then we're there to, um, also guide them through that. And I think that gives them, um, kind of a guiding light, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. Something and they, and they really get to see North right star, that, Exactly. Yeah. We talk about the North <laughs> star a lot. Yeah. So, also in that free class process, you know, we, we're not, we don't go for a hard sell at that point. We actually, we don't hard sell at all at anything, <laughs> you know, I think that's my, I think that's the biggest misconception is that people think that they have to sell something when in reality, we're just living our coaching lives and living the core values inside the four walls that we are creating buy-in. So I don't have to sell you anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to buy into what we're doing. And then it's just like, okay, let's get you signed up. Yep. You know? and, and it's not, not, most of the time, it's not with a single free class. I mean, it goes on. Yeah. I mean, we mm-hmm. have people that take four or five. Yeah. Yeah. And we just keep inviting them back. Hey, come back and experience this. Mm-hmm. Because every day at the gym is different. Mm-hmm. In a single setting, in a single experience, you can't sort of get what we're all about. Yeah. It takes a while to sort of see what we do. Well, you know what? I'd also add to that, that if I do have to make a hard sell to somebody, they're probably not the best fit for the gym. Yeah. Just being completely honest. Like every time I've had to hard sell somebody, they're there for a month and then they're gone. And I'm like, well, why did I, you know, I've, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm not going to work as hard because I know what we have is really exciting and people love it. And the team is amazing. Um, so I don't need to hard sell you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you kind of figured that out. Um, when you give more than one free class, maybe the first time mm-hmm. they come in and they're great movers and you're like, Oh, this person's going to be awesome to have in class. And mm-hmm. then you talk to them after and you're like, Oh, let's see. And then they come back in for another class and another class. And then you're like, maybe this isn't the right fit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and we do try to catch them before they get out yeah, the door. Right. Exactly. Because we, we look for they take the free class and, and before they leave, mm-hmm. we're like, hey, can we get you signed up again? Because mm-hmm. I think that's really super important. You guys do phone and text people a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's also important to try to get them already signed up for the well, next Well, they're on one. the high, right? They're on the high yeah. after the workout. And, or they're on the low after the <laughs> workout, right? Either they're like, ooh, this is not for me. And then they're like, then we have a clear understanding of being like, they don't, this is not really for them. Or they're like, man, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Let's do this again. I yeah. want to come back in. Okay. So say they've taken a few free classes and they're ready. Mm-hmm. 
Talk to me about that moment of sale. Talk, talk to me. I mean, you're sort of a master at this, and I know the team has really sort of followed in your footsteps on that. Yeah. How do you make that conversion from a prospect to a member? It's always about asking questions, right? Because one, I I want to I want to get as much data from them as possible to set them up for success. So I I always ask. Um, what do they do for work? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to determine whether they're going to be coming in the middle of the day, whether they're going to be coming in the afternoon because they have an eight to five or they do 12 hour shifts at the hospital. So they might be coming to the 5 a.m. class. Then I ask them like how on, on average, like how many days a week would you be working out or would you want to be working out? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it ranges from, oh, I'm just going to be in here twice a week or I'm going to come try to come every single day. And so from there, then I just lay the, options out. I'm saying, you know, usually if you're on a, uh, we do memberships, um, they're month to month, no contract, no fees associated with that. We love the flexibility for people. People love that because, mm-hmm. and I, and that that's purely from me because I hate contracts. I've always yeah. hated contracts. Um, because it just, uh, you know, if you're doing your job and if you're running a good business, you don't need a contract. Yep. Um, and so from there, it's about just them making the decision for themselves. Um, and then, it really depends on if they're, uh, I think there are people that are always on the fence too. So if they're like, man, I'm coming in, I'll, I want to do a class pack, class pack because they, they feel more com- comfortable doing that. And then from there, those people are the ones that if I start to see buy-in early on, we'll start to, as a team, really hone in on those people to, to convert them over to them in membership because, usually if you have a membership, it's interesting. Our members at Rhapsody, I think it, what is it? It's a, I think it's 70% or more come to the gym on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, regular gyms want, you probably have, you probably see 30 to 40% of the population. Yeah, I think that's sort of high, even for places like, you know, more like a planet fitness type model. Yeah. They, they see way less than that. Yeah. Where we see, open, we, we see close to 70% of our membership Every come day. in on a daily basis. Yeah. That's just, for me, that's commitment and that's buy-in. They're mm-hmm. like, man, we want to be here and we are seeing difference. And, and that's th- people that stay for you a long time. Yeah. So do you guys have any other, other things that you use when someone's on the line and, and how to get them across that line and into becoming a member? I mean, for me, it's just getting across that when they come in, my goal is for them to just have their best hour of their day. Yep. It's not that my goal is for them to lift the most weights or to crush themselves every single day. It's like, dude, I just want to see you come sweat and have a great time. So that way when you come in, I can get you out of the door in a better spot than you were when you walked in the door. Totally. Yep. So for me, it just getting making sure that they understand that and there's no added pressure from us. Mm-hmm. It Generally, it's, they're like, once that happens, they're like, you just kind of see like something fall off their shoulders. They're like, oh. Okay. And then they're like, well, let's get signed up. And I'm like, fantastic. Like, I'm glad we like are on the same page of what we're trying to achieve here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And for us at this point, sort of in our, in our, in the Rhapsody way process. So someone say they become a member. Mm -hmm. There's sort of two paths at this point. There's the path of they're brand new and they've literally never done CrossFit. And we try to get them into our fundamentals program, Mm -hmm. fundamentals class as soon as possible. Yeah. If it's someone that's experienced, They start taking class, but we do insist upon everyone getting in to fundamentals as soon as possible after they become a member, even if they're, 
you know, been, been doing, doing it for years. for years. So yeah. what, I mean, and our fundamentals is very different. You know, we're not a gym that has like a five class fundamentals. It's like 500 bucks or something like that. We generally don't charge for our fundamentals at all. Yeah, usually it's It's free. a single class. And so tell me a little bit about that class. It's Alan so far has been the sole owner of that class. Yeah. And it's actually, it's actually evolved over time because, you know, my, my thought process behind the fundamentals class was, and I always start this as I say, usually fundamentals classes are about teaching you how to move. And I say, we're going to be doing that every day in class because the way that the programming works here is that we have the ability to drill skills consistently. So over time you get better at fitness because you move better. Mm -hmm. That stuff's going to happen in class. Of course, I'm going to coach you today and we're going to do movements. But in reality, what this fundamentals class is about is one, me to have one-on-one time with you and two, to really understand the CrossFit methodology and the way that it works. I say the why behind what we do on a daily basis inside of Rhapsody. That, and then we go into, I, and I use, I really, I do use the, um, comparison of saying, you know, you know, there's Barry's bootcamp, there's F45, there's orange theory. There's all of these boutique uh, high-intensity interval training classes. A lot of times you go in and you leave and your Apple Watch says that you had a great workout and you, you, you burned 800 calories and you feel great, you're super sweaty, you may be losing some weight. Awesome. That's great. That's some data. I'm looking for like a data everywhere. Yeah. So the way that CrossFit works is that we measure every single aspect of a workout. From the time that it takes you to do that, to the weight that you lift, to the distance that you go, all of those things. And so it, it is training with intention and mindfulness behind it at all times. We're training. We're not just working out. Yeah, that's been a big theme of ours is training versus competing. Yeah. And that training is about 90% of what you should be doing. Competing is a very small mm-hmm. window of that. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's about providing experience and a deeper understanding of what we do on a daily basis because that buys buy-in. Yeah. And also it creates, it creates habits over time, right? I think a lot of people go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do you know, this challenge for six weeks and try to lose all this weight and then... It's not sustainable. No. I'm like, no, we're just trying to get you to squat better so when you're 75, you're going to be able to go and take a shit. Right. <laughs> that's that's always his favorite thing. I mean, am I wrong? I he mean, that's... always says that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but that's really I important. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's I really mean, important. I had two clients that were eighty years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey guys, today we're going to do a burpee. And I'm like, because if you happen to fall down, you need to know how to get up. You yeah, have to get up. Yeah, yeah. And it was. I mean, they just it, should call them get down, get ups. Sometimes they do. Okay, well, this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. They become a member, they, they take our fundamentals class, then they're off into classes, and they had a, that experience that we went over last time about that ongoing mm-hmm. class procedure experience. And that's where most gyms sort of stop yeah. you know, in, in that member journey. That, that's kind of like, okay, they're, they're like, okay, now. they're in the membership, okay. it's, yeah, they're good to go. So the next two steps that we do, I think, is what's really unique. And I really encourage other gyms out there and other facilities to really think about these kind of programs. Now, I will say the caveat to all of this. These two steps in the Rhapsody way took a lot of time for us to finesse Mm -hmm. and we continue to finesse them. You know, we've been working on these programs for about three years now and I feel like, oh, we're about 70% there. So full transparency about where we're at with these. 
But the first thing is the first 30 days after they join is key. Yeah. I mean, that's the make or break. If they can stay for those 30 days, we're generally, according to our data, going to have them for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, the first 30 days when they're sore every day, they can kind of not walk upstairs. They might you know, bend over <laughs> when they get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's about really coaching them through that and providing that really high touch experience through that first 30 days. Yeah. So we have what we call is our month of mentoring. So I'm going to lay this out to you kind of how we attack it. And then I'm going to ask Whitney to take me through what that month of mentoring looks like. Yeah. But ultimately we have four coaches that work on this. All the, all three of the coaches here do it. And we have an additional coach, Gina, that does it as well. They're each assigned to a week and a month. So like clay will be week one, Whitney be week two, Carrie be week three, Gina week week four. So any new members that come into the system that week, that coach is assigned that member. Mm -hmm. So right after they sign up, that coach gets assigned that person, that coach will reach out. And the first thing is, is to get them in for a goal setting session. So Whitney, talk to me about the health questionnaire, which is two forms we use. There's a health questionnaire and lifestyle sheet, and then also a goal worksheet. So talk me through what you do with a member in that very important kickoff of month of mentoring. Yeah, this is like this is for sure my favorite part of the Rhapsody way that we do because it is that moment where we get to sit down with someone who just joined the gym, they're brand new, and we just get to know them on a very personal, intimate level or as intimate and personal as they want to disclose to us at that time. So with the health questionnaire, if I always joke with folks that it feels very like a doctor patient. It's like, uh -huh. do you smoke? Like what's your exercise routine? Like is your rest consistent and like restorative? So the health questionnaire is a lot of kind of just life general like lifestyle questions like how you're eating how you're sleeping any injuries and that yeah kind this of is thing. where you can like really dive in if somebody's like actually i had surgery yeah or like i'm epileptic ago. and i'm yeah. prone to seizures or yeah. things like that like very important stuff that is important for us as coaches to know and just kind of lets them feel more comfortable with becoming or coming into the gym and moving day to day throughout class. So we go through the health questionnaire and then the goal setting sheet, which that's is super, by the way, just the health history yeah. and lifestyle questionnaire is incredibly important for your team as a whole. Cause yeah. if everybody's on the same page, then they know like when somebody comes in and they have really bad asthma and they have an inhaler. Well, the entire team knows that that is happening. It's not yeah. just that one coach. So we use Slack as our communication between mm -hmm. our teams. So Whitney, mm -hmm. if you if you get something out of that health questionnaire that, that the coaching team needs to know, what do you do? Yeah, we immediately post it in Slack, provide as much an exhaustive amount of detail because the more we know, the better that we can support the member. Yeah. And then as things change too, like we had a member who had broken their elbow, but they're slowly kind of reintroducing like movements more traditional CrossFit movements back into their day-to-day -day routine. So it's yeah. about keeping each other abreast of the most up-to-date information as people go through different health changes, different transitions uh, over the course of their time with us. Yeah, it's yeah, super important. It's great. And so the whole coaching team is on the same page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, so you do the goal worksheets. Tell me about that. Yeah, the goal worksheet is, that's our time to figure out, like, why are you here? Like, what are you looking for? And then not only what are you looking for, but how can we support you in achieving that? So we follow the SMART goal method. So making sure that the goals are, and I'm, I'm make sure I'm <laughs> specific, specific, measurable, achievable, attainable, attainable, SMA, are realistic and timely. And timely. timely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we follow the SMART goal method because that allows us to formulate an action plan for the member's goals. And the big thing that I always stress when we do go through the goals is one to three, mm -hmm. like one to three goals. Cause any more than that, it feels 
overwhelming and then you can't be as specific with your action plan. But the other thing that I really like about the goals is that I always tell them it does not have to be gym specific. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to come to me and tell me like, oh, I want to squat three times my body weight and like do a strict muscle up. And like, it's my first time doing CrossFit ever. Like that's not important. Like it could be, I want to pay off my credit card debt. Like I want to clean up my nutrition. Like it can be about, I'm, I'm getting ready to take, I'm getting ready for med school and I got to study and like, I need to pass yeah. like certain tests and interviews and things I like that. I want to get a new job. Exactly. I get that. Yeah. Like it's so much more about not just the one hour that you're with us, but it's about the other aspects of your life that define you as a person. Mm -hmm. And how can we be a vehicle in your life in some way to support you in that way? And then mm -hmm. we just help formulate an action plan and they feel good about it. I feel good about it. And then we send it to them through their email and everyone gets a copy of it. And it's a great way to just hold that member accountable and just a great way to kind of check in with them as they're going through that 30 days just to make sure that they're having the experience that they want to have. You yeah, know? And, and, you know, we that goal worksheet, we really look at it as a quarter, right? We look at it as kind of like a 90-day mm -hmm. thing that we're going after. Snapshot, there yeah, can be sure. a long-term goal on there, of course, yeah. but we try to keep stuff so that it's bite-sized and that they yeah. can, like, in this quarter, I'm going to achieve this. Well, I, I, the goals the goals are great. Goals are great but they're not great if you do not have action behind them. Completely. And so I get really excited about the action items that are at the bottom of the sheet. So the, we have the main goal of the 90-day the goal. Great. Okay, so how are we going to achieve that goal within the next 90 mm -hmm. days? And we actually pinpoint one to five things that you can do within that 90 days in order to accomplish that. And I've actually taken myself through it because a lot of times – I get, I feel like I can get stuck. And so I go, man, like what are, what are some, what is the goal that I want to achieve? Great. I put it out there. And then I go down to the bottom of the sheet and actually write in action items for myself in order to get that yeah. accomplished. And we also have a trigger inside of our goal sheet that if nutrition does come up, this is a newer trigger. We just mm -hmm. added this in the last month. Yeah. I think you guys have probably seen it there. Yeah. That if this person has nutrition goals, the coach just checks yes, and all of a sudden it it triggers an email to our nutritionist that our nutritionist gets all their info and then mm -hmm. and then reaches out as well. So yeah. it's not only the coach reaching out; our nutritionist reaches out because yeah. he'll do a free a free assessment, assessment right there that. at the beginning to sort of get them on that path because we all know coming to class, working out is only part of the journey. The other part is the nutrition part. Yeah, 1,000%. And, and that's been a major uh, plus going in this last year of adding that because even for myself, watching that through my own body and having worked with Elliot before too, just seeing that, yeah, that is a major aspect that n not a lot of gyms do. Um, they don't put really any focus on it or they see it as a revenue stream, which we do to an extent, but it's also just really important to have foundations of nutrition that you follow on a daily basis because you don't need a nutritionist for those. Right. That's just the foundations. And it's true because it's just going, it's going to, to lead to long-term retention. Yeah. Because yes, we can affect change by coming to class. Mm -hmm. If we can help your nutrition as well, we're going to affect major change. For sure. Um, so that's how we kick off the month of mentoring. So for the next 30 days, Carrie, tell me a little bit about what we do in that next 30 days with that constant checking in with that member. So the next 30 days, um, you're supposed to check in a few times a week, basically every day. Um, that can be whether you're reaching out on the phone, through email, through text, um, giving them a call, um, <laughs> 
like giving them a call at night. No, giving them a call <laughs> right before yeah. you go to bed. No, um, or just I'm seeing them in. The- <laughs> Are you going to be in class tomorrow? No. <laughs> um, or just seeing them in the gym, um, giving them some information, and them and then other mo- other members who may have done CrossFit for a long time. Then it's just a thing of like, hey, how was that workout? Um, are you finding people in class to kind of push you? Are you mm-hmm. um, finding that like your way around the gym? Are you connecting with other members? Things like that. And like, what classes are you coming to? Um, how was Saturday's class? That's probably the biggest day. day. So getting new members in um, to Saturdays, Sundays, um, getting them signed up for things like sweat and serve, awesome things like that. And yeah. now that we have like recently brought the nutrition back in our nutrition seminars, that was a big one this past week getting them um set up with the nutritionist yeah i mean i think that it's so important that sort of we call it we try to have like five touch points in mm-hmm. a week in some way whether you see them text them whatever you need to do just reach out to Even them because engagement on social media like if totally. they're if all of a sudden you're friends on facebook or instagram and they're posting about you know going and doing something at work like for example like dom what he just got a a, a, a big promotion, a big promotion. Yeah. and it's like one of those things where that engagement is really important you know yeah also there was a member a couple months ago where he won a competition for for his school and it's like little touch points like that make all the difference not just for the member, but for me and for the coaches, like it makes us feel good too, because it raises what we're doing to a higher level. And that's ultimately the goal. It's not just coaching a CrossFit class. That's the, that's the given. Yeah. That's like knowing your lines if you're an actor. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and so basically the goal of month of mentoring is to assign a coach to a member that takes them by the hand and leads them through the first 30 days. Yeah. Right. So after we get through that month of mentoring, they can t- they've are already built this great relationship with mm-hmm. this coach and they start taking classes, you know, throughout the next few months. And then we get to quarterly check-ins, which is the second part of our sort of bespoke experience here. Mm-hmm. And we get to the end of the quarter and we have kind of this open enrollment is how we I, yeah. how I sort of look at it. Is yeah. every member in the gym, not just you new people can email you know, our, our, our members email address and request a coach to do another goal worksheet. Mm -hmm. And so we continue that every quarter. That's Mm -hmm. how we kick off. The entire coaching team is involved in that. And that member can write in, request that coach. They set a time, they sit down and they fill out another goal worksheet. So Clay, talk to me about the importance of those quarterly check-ins and what you can accomplish by doing those. Yeah. So it's super important for them to do those quarterly check-ins because what can happen sometimes, especially not with the new members, but when you get people that have been doing CrossFit for six months or a year, or maybe they've been doing it for a few years, they don't realize how much they're improving because mm-hmm. they're not paying attention to the fine details. Mm-hmm. And so that quarterly goal check-in is just an opportunity for me to keep them engaged with their growth and with their journey. So, I mean, just the last time we had it, I had someone that hadn't done a quarterly check-in in two years. And I said, great, you're sitting down with me. Mm-hmm. So they, we sat down and we were able to pinpoint things that he's been wanting to achieve for X amount of time. And we got to great, create a great action plan for him to like really get after it. So like each week I get to check in with him. Hey man, did you go for your run this week? Yeah. My runs have been feeling better in, in workouts because I'm putting the extra work in. Thank you for like the extra accountability. Mm-hmm. So it just creates like a, uh, that extra accountability, that extra buy-in and it just allows them to see like, Oh, I'm not just doing the same workouts all the time and I'm not just staying in the same place. I'm actually like, 
becoming a new and different person. Yeah. And I also think that there's a moment there that like if someone comes to you in a quarterly check-in and says, hey, you know, I've been really struggling with double unders sort of these sort of foundational types of movements that we do, mm-hmm. that coach generally sets up a time with them and be like, hey, I got a half hour. Let's work on some double unders. Yeah. So I see a lot of that type of stuff happening. Well, yeah. it, just like was Clay was saying, like it's a snowball effect too because when quarterly check-ins start, open enrollment happens, people start seeing other other members sit down and then all of a sudden it sort of rolls through where people are like, no, I want to sit down. I want to sit down. I want to sit down. The cool thing, too, is that when a member has been with us since day one and they uh, sit down in a, in a meeting, a lot of times they might, they might have the mindset of, man, I feel like I maybe have hit a plateau or I may have hit like, and that's a real thing, right? That's we all know as coaches, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And, and training is not uh, a constant uphill, uphill accomplishment. It is cyclical, right? It it circles back around and then you have a great achievement and then it starts to stall and then it gets maybe a little bit worse, but then you get better. All of a sudden you hit a new, a a new plateau or a new, a new height. And so those quarterly check-ins, when you're doing that with a coach allows that person to both acknowledge where they've been and where they've, where they've come but then also to really plot the course of being like, this This is all you need to do. And a lot of times it's very simple mm-hmm. what they need to do in order to accomplish the next step. They just need somebody as a sounding board to bounce it off of. Yep. A lot of times the goal setting has nothing to do with us or talking. It has everything to do about just listening. Yes. There's li- just ha- being very active when you're listening and just allowing them to speak because yeah. a lot of stuff comes out. You know, and we do member surveys, but I will say that quarterly check-in is also a great time to get feedback on the facility mm-hmm. and what we're doing, yeah. and it makes us better. So it's kind of like a member survey, but it's in person, so it's very personable, mm-hmm. and I think you get some very transparent feedback, yeah. and, and we've made sort of some big changes based on some feedback that we've heard from those types of check-ins. Totally. So... That's the Rhapsody way that that's sort of the, the steps that we go through. That's sort of like an overview of, of what we do. And those last two steps, that month of mentoring and that quarterly check-in, it's all about retention because remember, if you retain people, you don't have to keep bringing so many people through the door that are new, right? Because you're going to get to, you know, whatever your member cap is. And if you can hang on to people, that's where you want to be. You don't want to constantly, you know, be having to bring in 50 people a month just to, just to keep your numbers up. Absolutely. And, you know, we're in a challenging area because we're in a downtown area, college scene, people go away for the summer. There's a lot of people that move from the Northeast here. Hey, I'm going to do three months here that I'm going to go back. So yes, we have to work our prospect funnel constantly. We're on it every day. But since we've put these two month of mentoring and quarterly check-ins into our process, we have seen huge gains in retention. Absolutely. And I want to ask this question to the team since I have half of them here. Um, since joining the team and being a part of a, a team that is so focused on each individual member, what is one thing that you've learned since being a part of the team that maybe you didn't know before you started to become a coach here? I think the biggest thing that I've learned is there, it's, there's so much more to a person than that 60 minutes that you see them in class. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to 
I always ask people sometimes like, hey, like, how are you? And then they'll give me like, oh, I'm good. Or like, I'm okay. I'm like, no, how are you? (laughs) Like, I genuinely want to know like how you're feeling. How is your day? What's going on? Like, what's your story? And I think that establishing that relationship and building that emotional connection, not just from a coach athlete standpoint, but just as a peer person to person, human connection standpoint, Mm -hmm. it allows you to just really create like something that's far more genuine and just far more intentional and far more lasting than just being a part of a gym or being part of a facility. Totally. Totally. Yeah. To go off of that, I think a gym can either be a place that you don't look forward to going to every day (laughs) and you're just kind of like, Oh, I got to go to the gym today. And I've been there and I've worked at places like that. Um, or it can be a place where you're like, Oh, I get to go to the gym today. Mm -hmm. I get to see these people and this gets to be the best hour of my day. And just having that member connection and those quarterly check-ins and getting new goals to be like, oh, I get to work towards this today. Or, oh, this is a movement that I was working on. Now let's see how far I can go. Mm -hmm. Um, That really gives the members something to look forward to. And that's like what keeps them coming back every time. Love it. Yeah, I mean, these guys really hit the nail on the head. I mean, as far as like learning, it's just the amount of detail that's outlined that we've outlined in the Rhapsody way. So that way, I mean... We are, as coaches, love to make people feel good, whether it's an exercise or being them, them for a sounding board. Like we want to, we love working with people. It's what we do. Every day we talk, we, we're interacting with someone. I'm not sitting on a computer screen, right? So with our process here, like it just allows us to really hone in and create the best connection we can possibly create. Because what you find is a lot of people have these like awesome stories mm-hmm. or awesome, uh, like, careers or lives that are outside the gym and the gym kind of like is a clean slate like you they come in and they're like you just think they're just some average person but then it's like dom it's like now dom's like this executive that Mm -hmm. he's so it's just uh just those fine details like outlining those and finding those and and clay that's the perfect segue because on the next episode is titled details matter Mm -hmm. because we're going to be talking about how your systems and processes can be really really fine-tuned and paying very careful attention to sort of everything that you do Mm -hmm. really makes the difference it's a big separator well i i just it's both sides and i keep going back to this Mm -hmm. it's not just the members that are uh that are elevated, but it's the team and the work that we do because our lives are 80% work. If you think about it, yeah, you go to work 80% of your life. Why wouldn't you do something that elevates your experience here? Completely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Team. It's so great having you all. Yeah. I like this. We're going to do this more often. This was fun. Thank you. Um, so remember to go down below and click follow or subscribe and Ooh. also give us that five-star review. That's right. You can always engage with us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show or email us at info at We will see you here next time. All right. Bye, guys.